Hello, Cyclones fans, and welcome to the official relaunch of the Cyclone Scoop. We're bringing back the podcast along with Cyclone Alert and 24-7, full coverage of the Iowa State Cyclones. Feels like kind of the perfect time to really bring this back. Obviously, spring ball just kind of got started with the football season. Recruiting is in full swing for the next couple of years, really in football and basketball. And of course, some of the biggest stories right now, the Iowa State men's and women's basketball teams are set to make some noise in March Madness in their respective NCAA tournaments this season. It's been an incredible turnaround this season. Obviously, the job that TJ Otzelberger has done with the basketball team. I'm looking to preview that a little bit, mention a couple things that I've heard in spring ball. It's very early, obviously. Talk about a little winter weight room session, stuff like that. And then we've got a bunch of questions. The fans really came out showed their interest and their excitement for the podcast. And I'm really excited and blessed to be back. So we'll get into it a little bit. First off, spring football just recently started. A big story this season, other than obviously the team losing a lot of talent from last year, is the fact that the team is going to have multiple open spring practices that will be wide open to the public. Obviously, media can go. Fans, students, athletes, families. It's a really big deal. And it's so interesting here because the program is not normally so wide open to the public, even the media. There's not necessarily usually a spring game, stuff like that here in Iowa State. There hasn't been for a little while. So that's been a big story just personally to see this, to be here covering at this kind of portion of that change. I'm really excited for it. I'm excited to see kind of what the program can do and really how it affects the future in terms of fans and recruiting as they're really trying to push this five-star culture here in Ames. That's been a big thing with spring football. I've also heard really glowing reports from some of the freshmen that are already here on campus. And that's been a nice thing to see, which we will delve into a little more because there were questions for football recruiting. And then obviously the basketball team. They're coming off a tough loss to the Baylor Bears in Waco just over the weekend. But to me, obviously you want to come out of there with a win if you're the Cyclones. But the way that they fought back after maybe not being able to get off to a worse start possible, down 25 points early against one of the top teams in the land at their place. Iowa State didn't just fight. They didn't just come back. They ended up taking a lead Pretty late into the game, it showed a lot of heart, not only to not give up and, and kind of fight and be resilient, but also their execution. Going to a 1-3-1 zone at points, really messing with one of the best teams in the country, and then, of course, executing on the offensive end. I was impressed by Gabe Kalsher, some of what he did in that game. Tyrese Hunter continues to thrive in the playmaking position. And it told me a lot. I didn't really expect a team like that to lay down, but the fact that they fully came all the way back, played well enough in the second half to nearly come out with the victory, that shows me a lot about this team headed into Kansas City and then obviously a likely trip to the NCAA tournament. I will be in Kansas City covering the team, and the Cyclones will be playing Thursday night against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Iowa State is the sixth seed. 
This is going to be a really interesting matchup. The team split the two matchups this season. Obviously, Texas Tech was without a couple big players when Iowa State did sneak out with that victory here in Ames. But nevertheless, a one-in-one spot, and I don't mind this matchup for the Cyclones in terms of their future success. I think that they can match up fairly well. I think that Iowa State has found a lot of good actually in their offense in three or four of the last five games. And I think if they open up with the defensive intensity that they have shown that they did at points against the Red Raiders at Hilton, Texas Tech will likely be favored, but I would not be surprised to see Iowa State come out of that with a win. You see what happens the rest of the way and then likely head into the NCAA tournament after not being there the last few years. Really can't say enough about the job that Coach TJ Otzelberger and this team has done. A lot of guys that had never really played together. They dug in, they found heart, especially on the defensive end. And things were not looking pretty a couple weeks ago, obviously. Dropping four games in a row to fall to three and nine in the Big 12 Conference and then rattling off four straight. You can't expect that from a lot of teams. And that was really impressive to see. And I was fortunate to bear witness to it, to a lot of it in person. And it's going to be interesting to see what can really happen come postseason. So that's how I'd like to do just preview, you know, some of the future. This is just kind of the first time back. I'm really excited to be back behind a mic with you all. And now people really showed out with some questions. There are a lot of them. I'm not sure how many we have time for, but I'm excited to get into those here in a second. So one of the most fun parts of doing this podcast will be kind of this question and answer forum that I'm able to have with with the VIP subscribers, with readers, really anyone that comes at me with some Cyclones questions in time for the show. So we're going to get into these, and a lot of these come from our loyal subscribers here at 24-7 Cyclone Alert. First question, interested in any nuggets on the tight end group? That group seems as wide open as it's been since Matt Campbell got here as a coach. That's a really good one. I'm very interested in that position as well. Obviously, they're losing a lot of talent and production from that position. Two players at the NFL Combine with hopes of playing in the NFL, of course, potentially hearing their name called on draft day. But with the staff that they've got in place, led by tight ends coach Taylor Mauser and the system that Iowa State often runs, I still have pretty high expectations for that room. I know the 2022 class is picking up very strongly in recruiting, and I believe that the team will do the same this coming season. Some nuggets I've heard, truly a lot of the names that fans are maybe most familiar with have shown out pretty well so far both early spring ball and in kind of the weight training in the off season. I've probably heard the most glowing things about Deshaun Hanukkah. You maybe would have expected to hear the most about an Easton Dean. He has also gotten some good reviews as has Tyler Moore, but I've heard the most about Hanukkah pretty wide open, high expectations in terms of the talent and the continuity with the staff this year. But that's kind of where I'm at early in spring football and, from what I've seen from afar. We've got a few questions here from this next person getting into some football recruiting. They they said, do I think we, meaning Iowa State, will have a commit in the near future? 
I do. I believe that a 2023 commit will likely come in the next two to three weeks. It'll be interesting when J.J. Cole makes his final decision. Obviously, we've spoken a lot about him on the boards, and he wants to take some visits at the quarterback position. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the Midwest, potentially the country, uh, local Ankeny quarterback. Really has performed well, actually just kind of got things going with seven on seven as well. So I could see him or linebacker Jack Sadowski, who I actually did a crystal ball for to go to Iowa State. When he comes on his spring visit, if the Cyclones really blow him away, that wouldn't surprise me. A guy like Asen Stevens at the linebacker position would not surprise me, nor would running back Manny Covey from Florida, who is set to visit soon. I'm going to be touching on something about him a little later based on some of these questions. He's a guy that has really impressed me both as a player and just as a person overall. So I'd be excited to see that while covering the Cyclones. Is there a position of dire need for the team? They're asking. Well, at this point in recruiting, I'm not sure I would use the word dire, but it's getting to be about time to wrap up that quarterback commit. It is, you know, close to the tournament time, obviously getting to be early to mid-March. Many top flight programs have their quarterback set for the 2023 class. I know that that is a big focus for the staff. Obviously, that's one of the most important positions in sports. I guess if I had to pick, that is what I would call a dire need for the team. But no feelings of desperation or anything like that. Same, same person, who looks better on tape? than what their ratings show at this time. I would probably go with tight end Jackson Carver, who I think has the ceiling of an NFL-type tight end, or Manny Covey that I just mentioned. I have not been impressed by too many guys more than Covey's tape. He's got long-term burst. He can break tackles, really solid cutback ability, and pretty impressive vision for a high school athlete. I think that would be my number one answer for who looks better on tape than their ratings. And now we got a couple questions on the draft. Thoughts on how the clones will do in it? I've got pretty high expectations. I think that for the most part, Iowa State looked really good with those players at the combine. And I think obviously the one the the players that you expect to kind of be taken the highest or do the quote unquote best would be a Brees Hall. And obviously some of the talent at tight end and linebacker, including Mike Rose as well. Any guess at the teams that will be looking to grab Brees Hall? I've kind of got three or four that I figure to be very deeply looking into potentially the top running back in this class. I think it would fit well with the Chiefs. The thing is, they've got so many options there and just drafted a running back recently. I've heard a lot of buzz with him about the Dolphins. They need a reliable talent behind that offensive line, especially in Mike McDaniel's new system and rolling with Tua, I think that'd be a good fit. Though I know I've heard a lot of Iowa State fans not wanting him to go there just because it might not be the cleanest, you know, easiest transition to the NFL in an offense like that. And I know that some people have also been saying the Buffalo Bills. That would be a really good fit both scheme and talent-wise. Hall obviously brings a lot of versatility. You still have a guy like Devin Singletary you could kind of have a one-two punch with as well. A bruising, great-throwing quarterback in Josh Allen. I think there's a lot of potential there. 
So those would be my potential spots to land one of the greatest cyclones and really college players in recent memory. What about the basketball transfer transfer portal? Iowa State have any major transfer targets that they've expressed interest in? Well, it's been reported that James Graham entered the transfer portal and Iowa State has been in touch with him a little bit. He's actually a former Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee area star, went to Maryland, is now leaving. He would bring a lot of offensive versatility. He can shoot. He's got great size and he can drive a little bit. You look for that to be a little more consistent. I've also heard of a couple big names in the Big Ten and the Horizon League, just that they may be looking to move on and may not be happy in their current situations, not necessarily officially in the transfer portal, but their games would seem to fit Iowa State. So you would have to look in an offseason that's expected to be pretty active for the Cyclones if those players indeed would enter and leave their schools. Maybe some potential there looking at a stretch four position, and obviously Iowa State is looking for some more scoring in the future at the five position as well. Some question marks with what may happen with some of the top fives that Iowa State has this offseason. I like this. This question's a little more fun. These are all great, but it's a little more loose, a little flexible. What is the most surprising thing a recruit has told me in an interview so far? Now, I briefly screened these just to kind of get my mind ready before, and, and it took me a couple minutes, but I think I landed on one exactly. One recruit told me, that he has been training to be a Division I college athlete, likely football player, since he was five or six years old. And so I used that quote, and I obviously, you know, used it in his article when, when I wrote about him. And then not, not too long after that, he actually shared a video of that uh, with me and many others on Twitter. So he was indeed putting in that work very early from a young age and You know, it's actually a player that Iowa State is very interested in. He's shown some interest in Iowa State, and it'll be interesting to see if that happens. But I had not heard that from anyone in really any field, especially looking to play Division I sports. So that was pretty cool to hear. Somebody's asking for any nuggets from this offseason weight training from any of the coaches or strength staff. I've put some of this on the boards, but I've consistently heard a lot of good things. Like I said, from some of the early freshman enrollees, I will name Greg Gaines III, the incredibly talented wide receiver. I've heard really good, impressive things about how he has looked so far early in his Cyclones tenure. And then also a couple transfers, Colby Reeder and Jacob Ellis at the linebacker position. They have really shown a lot of physicality, work ethic, and leadership, especially coming in and being so new to the school at Iowa State. So I thought that was, you know, kind of a nice tidbit to know that these guys are coming in after not having too much familiarity and already making some type of impact before they even really get on the field, at least in terms of official practices and games, obviously. What type of player would Iowa State be getting in potential transfer prospect James Graham? So he recently listed Iowa State as as one of the teams that's been talking to him a little bit in an article on on 24-7. And I think that you get a guy that is just 
oozing with talent, especially on the offensive end in terms of skill and versatility. Like I said, he can step out and shoot the three as well. He's got great size. But you just look for the right spot for him, a little more consistency. And then, obviously, if you're going to play on the Cyclones, you need to bring it on the defensive end. I'm not quite as familiar with with him on that side of the ball. He always put up numbers on offense. But I think I can confidently say that would be an enormous get and, and talent for close to a former top 100 recruit and a four-star athlete from the great state of Wisconsin. Somebody asked, how have the early enrollee freshmen looked? So kind of a similar question as we had above. They've gotten glowing reviews from what I've heard and, you know, seen and, and the little that I've talked to people just about that aspect. Again, Gaines' name has really stood out both, you know, with sources from the staff and some of the official paperwork that the media got. Even Coach Campbell has been really impressed with him already. And he just seems like a really standout, not only player, but person as well, bringing that kind of attitude and work ethic to the team while being so new to the area. How many players do I see the basketball team adding next year in addition to the three signed freshmen? Now, this kind of opens up to something that I was hoping someone would ask about. So I'm going to go a little deeper on this. You've got the three Side freshman, Watson King, Lipsy, Trey King, the recent transfer. That's four right there. Obviously, Eli King was the other one there. I believe Tyrese Hunter will be back, Caleb Grill, and Gabe Kelsher. I've heard that he could kind of be more on the fence than some of the other players in terms of how this season goes for him, but I know that he is a priority if he's open to playing more college basketball, to be back with Iowa State. He's been a huge presence defensively and from a leadership position as well. Now, this is one that I've been hearing a lot of buzz recently, and, you know, I got out there a little bit last week or so. I think that it's a lot more likely for Isaiah Brockington to be back with Iowa State if he plays college basketball or at least does not fully leave and test the NBA draft waters yet. You know, he's expected to test them, but still hasn't been mocked the highest yet. If you ask me right now, I personally think there's a good chance he's back. And then I heard recently that there's a lot of mutual interest between Jazz Koontz and the Cyclones, but Jazz would have to expect kind of a lesser role if he were to be on the team next year. He would not, you know, likely be starting the emergence of Trey King and some of these names we've been throwing around, potential transfer portal targets. I still think the way that he fits here, his connection with Otzelberger and his great connection with Caleb Grill, I think that those two will likely be back together. So that doesn't leave a lot of scholarships left. And that's also factoring in if, you know, potentially Condit leaves or Jones is not back. Or an Arun is gone. I do believe some fixture of that mix will happen. Maybe all three of those guys. I've only kind of heard, you know, rumors about a couple of them. So I, I think I'd probably set my number around two or three. I, I'd probably say three because I know that Iowa State is expected to be so active in the transfer portal. And maybe some of what I just, you know, lined out there, maybe not all of it happens. It's just kind of what I've 
what I've heard and speculated a little bit. That's not, you know, full clarity or confirmation. I know they're set to be active. So I think maybe around three, but it's just really going to depend on who's available, interested in how many scholarships are still available. And it's going to be a huge, huge offseason for the Cyclones after what TJ has done this year already in year one. What will the effects on recruiting be from having six guys at the NFL Combine, along with likely the top-rated running back? That is an awesome question, and I can say confidently that should have a very positive effect on Iowa State. I, I follow, obviously, a lot of these you know young athletes. I see how interactive they are, not just with Iowa State's players and social media accounts and some of the guys in the future, but also – they see how tight that this culture is. And I believe that that is kind of a huge backbone to what you're seeing here. I've had multiple players talk about seeing the NFL success, the number of guys at the combine likely to be drafted. I think that draft number is going to be pretty pertinent and important to see really how it affects these young players. But I would say confidently a very positive effect, especially for guys that might not be from Iowa, maybe not from the Midwest, but they see the fun that they have here as the Cyclones, the camaraderie, the continuity, and the possibility, hey, I want to get to the league. Iowa State's likely to send a, a good handful, at least, of guys to go this year. I saw this earlier. This might have been my favorite question. If this position, fill in the blanks, if this position group does this, Iowa State's football ceiling is to win this many games. Now, obviously, I was not necessarily here for the glory days of these last incredible classes, and Iowa State's losing a lot. Obviously, most of that is to the NFL, but they're returning a bunch of talent on defense, and to me, they got a lot back at the wide receiver position. So I tend to lean offense. I, I grew up playing a lot of offense. I'm going to go with that. I think if the wide receiver position group plays to its potential with the amount of talent that they have both returning and the up-and-comers, I mentioned Gaines and a couple other guys, obviously X is back. Iowa State's football ceiling is to win eight to nine games. From talking to others, that's probably a little optimistic, but you asked for a ceiling. I think that there are a lot of winnable games on the table and that position really intrigues me. That's one of the most exciting kind of position groups that I'm really interested to watch heading into 2022. These are seriously some awesome questions. I'm so excited to be doing this and, you know, time is flying. I, I must be really kind of having a good time with this. Looking to wrap up soon. I don't want your drives to work to be too full. Pick a couple of my favorites the rest of the way and maybe save the rest for next time. I'm obviously a big basketball person, so it's nice. We got some postseason questions here. Very, very cool name to this person as well. What is your realistic prediction in terms of how far this group of Cyclones can go in the NCAA tournament? Getting some basketball postseason questions here. They also followed up, is it too extreme to anticipate a trip to the Sweet 16? Would that be on the optimistic side? It would, but I, I would not say that's extreme at all. I mean, this team went undefeated in non-conference. They've beaten or at least contended with some of the best teams in the land. 
They've shown that they can get hot at the right time. And to me, similar a little bit to the NBA playoffs, in March and April, you look for a couple things mainly, obviously other than talent, right? You look to veteran leadership, and you look to defense. Veteran leadership, now, although they might not be the most vocal group, I believe Iowa State has a lot of it. Tyrese Hunter's just a freshman, but he, let's be honest, he's not just a freshman anymore. You've got Isaiah Brockington, Gabe Kalsher, and then a coaching staff that really has shown me a lot in terms of leadership this year. And obviously the backbone of the team is defense. Would I pick them to get that far right this second? Maybe not. It depends on their draw, but that is definitely not too extreme. I think my realistic prediction that I feel like many fans would be pretty happy with is winning a game in the NCAA tournament. I expect their seeding to be probably between seven and nine, unless they make a pretty impressive run in Kansas City, which could happen. But that is kind of what I think, and I really like that question about the basketball postseason. Which 2022 basketball recruit do I see having the biggest role next year? So I like this question because it's not necessarily who I think the best player is or or most college ready, and I will answer that. But it's who I think having the biggest role. And right now, based on what I anticipate from the roster, before transfer moves and stuff like that, I expect it to be the freshman point guard, Taman Lipsy, not because of his – offensive skill necessarily but because i have seen him you know up and in person he can defend with the best of them and that as we have all seen is going to be what gets you on the court in tj Otzelberger's system so i think that he might have the biggest role i think that watson might be the most college ready and i think king is potentially the best player i can't really say enough about this 2022 class but that would be my answer there Looks like just a couple more, so I'm going to try to answer these real quick. How good of a shot do I think Iowa State has with a couple Pewaukee teammates who are both ranked top 40 in their respective classes? I admittedly am not as familiar with Janowski, Nick Janowski. These are both Wisconsin guys, obviously. But I had the privilege to speak with Milan Munchilovich recently top player in Wisconsin, and he's shown a lot of love and interest to Iowa State. So success with both of them, I, I don't know exactly, but I think that they've got a very good shot to land at least one of them, at least from my conversation so far, both with him and people close to that recruitment, obviously. How much of an impact do I believe the Cyclone success in March will have on future recruits? I think this can only be positive. I think that if they make a run, a lot of people see that, obviously, right? It's one of the most watched sporting events. And, you know, growing up, so many people's favorite thing, including myself. So people can latch onto that. However, I think that this season has already had an impressive effect and impact on potential recruits to be able to show what they've done in one season. You know, people say Hilton Magic is back. There is a true palpable buzz around here for basketball. I, I can tell you that from being here. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to see just from a basketball fan standpoint. Obviously, I, I want to be somewhere in the media where people care about, you know, these great sports like basketball. 
So I think that can only really be positive. Finally, what has been my favorite part of the job so far? I've, I've been pretty blessed with a couple awesome jobs really since I finished college. But I think what I love so much about, about this job, I'm going to take the easy way out here. I'm going to give two things. I think one is to be back reporting and covering a team. I wasn't doing that the last couple of years, and it's just really something I missed and love to do. And I think another is just to be immersed in an area and a fan base where people really care about the details and what is going on with their beloved Cyclones. And I think it helps that the teams are doing well, but I know that this fan base is passionate no matter how good how well Iowa State really is doing and you know I'm I'm blessed to be here I mean most of the people that will listen to this we've all kind of gone back and forth or conversed in some way and you know I'm definitely a people person and you all have made that easy for me so far it's, it's one of my favorite things about being here being a midwestern guy and you know it's a really exciting time for this podcast and for me to be here I can't thank you all enough for all these questions, for your support so far, your following. And I'm excited to hear what you think, but I hope that this is what you anticipated. I know my man, Michael Swain, did a fantastic job before me. I look forward to, you know, catching up with him about this and really growing this aspect of 24-7 sports and Cyclone Alert. So thank you for taking your time to catch up on the clones with me today. I greatly appreciate it. And I look forward to covering the rest of these respective seasons. Thank you all so much. Have a great day.